Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. As you can see straight away on the screen. <laughs> um, I usually like to talk a little bit while the intro is going on, but whatever I had to say just vanished from my mind because I can see that I'm not getting any Periscope chat up on the screen at all. And I know it's very unprofessional to refer to things that are happening or not happening in this case. But, you know, I'm, I'm very easily distracted like that, so... For some reason today, Periscope chat doesn't want to come up in the in the chat box, so <laughs> I guess we'll just have to power on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, I understand. I mean, I can't even get the chat to work properly, so what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? You may as well save your shares for the more professional broadcasts and not a two-bit operation like we do around these here parts. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a Daily Boogie. I am Boogie Bumpy, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so. Tonight, we're going to explore the iconic, the beautiful, the ancient world. Once the stomping ground of Viking enslavers and pillagers. And now, the prospect of a potential real estate deal. Of course, I am talking about Greenland. We're going to have a closer look at Greenland, see what the hell is going on over there. And see, would we like to live there? Can we perhaps purchase some property? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll just buy the whole damn thing. If the price is right. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to take me on a guided tour of Greenland, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. So much to get through. Periscope people are gross, says Peter Shea in the chat. So the YouTube's working, uh, the DLive's working, I assume the Twitch is working, but I never get anybody watching on Twitch. So if you want to have your chat go up on the screen, then you'll have to go to one of those platforms for some reason, for some unknown reason. Periscope doesn't want to play nice today with my chat client, but them's the breaks, it happens. Oh, hang on, before we get to that... I wanted to open up the show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I wanted to open up the show tonight on the back of the episode we did last week about uh, don't come to Portland. Um, it was, you know, people like the people like the episode. People seem to have fun, but we discussed the potential outrage that would have been coming from the Portland Tourism Board by the comments of the mayor, Mister Wheeler, saying, uh, "Don't come to Portland." Don't get off the bus. Don't get on a plane. We don't want you here. We don't like you here. 
just leave us alone in Portland, build a wall about, around Portland and leave it alone. So <clears throat> on the back of that, Rapunzel sent through this video, a link to this video, uh, Portland, Oregon tourism video. So I want to balance up the universe. I want to return balance to the force tonight because I might have been a little unfair to Portland last week. So I want to show you the best of Portland, what Portland has to offer. I want to thank Rapunzel for sending this video through. Let's have a look. Portland, Oregon is located in the northwestern United States, Lovely, where the it? Willamette and Columbia Rivers meet. Downtown Portland was built with pedestrians in mind, so you could easily walk the Central District to take in the city's architecture, parks, and fountains at your own pace. The heart of the city is... <laughs> Remember, it's a lovely place to come and have lunch. We heard it from the mayor himself. It's a beautiful place. People come from all around to come to Portland and have lunch, to sit down and have lunch together the amphitheater on Pioneer Courthouse Square. It's the place everyone keeps coming back to after browsing galleries, shopping, and sightseeing. Do bring an umbrella because showers are very common, although there's plenty of sunshine to enjoy in the summer. This is also a great spot for people watching on a lazy afternoon. In the middle of all this natural beauty, sit I, I love the music in the background. It's just so, like, sunshine and happy. And the voiceover guy does a tremendous job. You know, you're going to absolutely love Portland. If you just want to sit down and people watch, there's no place you'd rather be. Man, I would kill to get one of those gigs to do voiceovers for tourism videos. <laughs> it's tremendous. Sunshine to enjoy in the summer. This is also a great spot for people watching on a lazy afternoon. In the middle of all this natural beauty sits Portland. More than just a place to stop and why smell. The, why is it always the trash cans that seem to bear the brunt of, uh, you know, anarchist black bloc communist outrage? What has the trash can ever done to anybody? You know, are trash cans, maybe I'm looking at it all wrong, are trash cans perhaps a symbol of the fascist desire for law and order? You know what I mean? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if we're truly free, wouldn't we be free to spread our trash around? Wouldn't we be free to live in squalor? Only a Hitlerian type of, you know, overt dictator-style oppressive tyrant would want people to pick up after themselves and perhaps put trash in the in the trash cans. You know what I mean? I mean, if I'm walking down the road and I see a clean street free of human feces and needles, I instantly think to myself, well, <laughs> I guess the jackboots and the brown shirts have been in town cleaning up the streets. You know, it's not something I want to see. So maybe that's the reason why the trash cans seem to bear the brunt of communist anarchist black bloc outrage, perhaps. I'm not sure. Maybe it's the fact that they don't fight back. Roses. <laughs> this is a place to truly experience the laid-back atmosphere and splendor of the great Northwest. Oh, dear.
you go. Uh, people wanted to know the name of the video. It is uh, Typical Vegas Girl. Typical Vegas Girl. I'll tell you what, I'll put the link in the chat for you. If I can. No, it's not letting me do it. Of course not. Of course it's not letting me do it. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll just share it on Twitter. How about that? There you go. It's out there now. Portland, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Excellent video. Thanks so much. Thank you for sending that through, Rapunzel. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Like I said, we are going to get into uh, Greenland, but first I have to show you this. Prince Andrew has finally broken his silence over the Epstein scandal, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the royal family member who was uh, very close friends with the now disgraced financier and alleged pedophile. Remember, he never got the opportunity to prove his innocence in court. It was a great travesty of justice. He always professed his innocence. My client always said that he was an innocent man and the city of New York needs to pay damages because they didn't allow my client to defend his innocence in court. They have forever sullied his legacy and it's not good enough. We demand $150 million in damages to defend the honor of our friend Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) So he, he did always say... He did always say, <laughs> don't forget to put the link in the Periscope chat. Oh, wait. <laughs> he did always say that he didn't do it. He always said that he was, I'm a nice guy. I didn't do any of those things. I'm a nice guy. So Prince Andrew has been forced, apparently been forced to come out and make some kind of comment. Uh, news was breaking today that he was in the same place at the same time, in the same vicinity, roughly, perhaps, maybe, wink, wink. Don't know for sure. Uh, At the same place at the same time, wink, wink, as perhaps a few uh, underage ladies of the night. They're against their will. And uh, the disgraced, alleged child sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein. So let's have a look and see what uh, Prince Andrew's got to say for himself. Prince Andrew's alleged involvement in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal has deepened this morning with new vision emerging showing the Duke inside the disgraced billionaire's New York home oh two years after Epstein was convicted of child sex crimes. Ah, well. Royal correspondent Camilla Tomney joins us now from London with the details. Camilla. Good- I mean, I mean, obviously he's very loyal to his friends. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry about it, Jeffrey. Don't worry about it, Jeffrey. The courts will say the most horrendous things. You know, they've been saying things about myself and the rest of the royal family for almost hundreds of years now. You know, this whole thing is just going to blow over. Don't worry about it. Pretty soon we'll be back to drinking cocktails in the Bahamas on my private yacht once like we once were. It's going to be tremendous, Jeffrey. Okay, now, keep your chin up there, son. Keep your chin up, sunshine. Don't worry about it. Don't let it get to you. Good morning to you. It was well known Jeffrey Epstein was a sex offender at the time this vision was captured. Just how damaging is the airing of it for Prince Andrew? Well, it is damaging, and I've actually got some breaking news, Georgie, because... Ooh, uh, break, breaking news, breaking live action, eyewitness news. Um, the, 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 the unfortunate thing here is, obviously, this isn't as bad as, say, Donald Trump shaking hands with Jeffrey Epstein at a public place, at a public party with cheerleaders... Uh, almost 30 years before any of this broke. You know, that's far worse. Uh, Prince Andrew going to Jeffrey Epstein's private residence two years after he was convicted 
of, uh, you know, illicit sexual activities. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's nothing. That's nothing compared to the now president shaking hands with the guy nearly 30 years ago. I mean, come on. How can you even compare the two things? Surely Prince Andrew has nothing to answer for. Surely he's an innocent man. Surely there's nothing going on here. Am I wrong? I mean, let's be honest here. Once upon a time, if you were attempting to make snide remarks and sully the reputation of a member of the royal family, it would be off with your head. You would be in the dungeons. Of course, I've just been watching uh, Game of Thrones for the last two days. So that's, I, I assume that's exactly how it was. <laughs> Once upon a time. The newspaper I work for in London, the da Daily Telegraph, we um, spoke to Buckingham Palace late tonight and they have issued an updated statement from the Duke of Is York issued. and it reads, The Duke of issued. York has been appalled by the recent reports of Geoffrey Epstein's alleged crimes. Oh. His Royal well, I must say that I am appalled by the recent reports of Geoffrey Epstein's behaviour. You know, nobody in the House of Windsor would ever be caught dead with such a man. I am truly, deeply offended that my name has even been mentioned in the same breath as such a horrible human being. I would never be, I would never be caught dead cavorting and cohorting with the likes of Jeffrey Epstein. This is, this is unseemly behavior and not becoming of a member of the Royal House of Windsor. <laughs> of course, uh, you remember Jimmy Savile a guy who got famous by being a children's entertainer on TV and was later after his death made infamous for the amount of children that he allegedly raped to death in a rape dungeon that he had under his house and the close ties that he also had with the royal family. Apparently, uh, Jimmy Savile was one of the very few guys who had a pass to walk around in the palaces of the royal family and go into any room that he wants. Apparently a very close personal friend of one Prince Charles, ladies and gentlemen. If you weren't aware. Jimmy Savile was on the BBC for about 40 years. He used to go and do shows at children's hospitals. And, you know, get filmed and, and get pictures taken next to the sick and dying kids, like little kids dying of cancer. And apparently when the cameras were off, he was diddling them. That's what a nice guy he is. <laughs> these these rumours circulated around the royal family, the most unbecoming of the house. Yeah, I declare that the lords myself, Prince Andrew, would have nothing. I'm deeply offended by the comments made by the uh, news reports in regards to Jeffrey Epstein, a man that I barely knew, a man that I perhaps met once or twice on some kind of uh, official soiree. You know, these things are all booked in advance. I have no, I have no... Uh, input as to where I am at any particular time. It's a very official ceremony, so, you know, I, I'm deeply concerned, of course, as I would be, about the, the allegations coming out of uh, uh, the recent reports around Jeffrey Epstein. Highness deplores the exploitation of any human being and the suggestion he would condone, participate in or encourage any such behaviour oh, is yeah. abhorrent. Oh, Can yeah. The suggestion, <laughs> the suggestion is abhorrent. The suggestion that I, a member of the royal family, would condone or engage in any such behaviour is deeply offensive and abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know where they come. All these crazy theories. Where do they come up with these crazy theories?
Clearly that's an updated statement that they've given in light of the new footage, which I think is damaging in terms of the Duke of York's judgment. Duke he was criticised at the time because Yon, photographs Duke emerged of, of his visit to Jeffrey Epstein in 2010 and he explained to uh, the press and public afterwards that he had uh, made an error of judgment and, and that he them. shouldn't have met with the uh, convicted paedophile because, of course, he had been convicted by that point. It wasn't... Yes, yes, it was an error of judgment on my behalf. You know, sometimes you just have to put your hand up and own up to the things that you get wrong during a lifetime. You know, after a lifetime of impeccable service to the crowd, you know, I will be the first one to put my hand up and say that I should have never have been in the same place at the same time as this alleged horrible man <laughs> with his allegedly, allegedly horrible behavior, which is most unbecoming of a member of the House of Windsor. And so I will put my hand up and say, yes, I am guilty of a, la a momentary lapse of good judgment. <laughs> so I will take my punishment. It's, it's all very well deserved. A momentary lapse of good judgment on my behalf. So, uh, you know, have at it. Uh, I will learn my lesson and I will be more scrupulous in my dealings in the future from here on out. Who could argue with that? Well done. Well done, Prince Andrew. Getting ahead of the story. Getting out there. Getting out there. Because sometimes the hardest thing to do is admitting when you're wrong. And he admits that he had a momentary lapse of judgment when he met with Jeffrey Epstein two years after he was convicted. And, of course, uh, he is most disgusted and disturbed, deeply offended by some of the reports about Jeffrey Epstein's alleged extracurricular activities, which occurred without any knowledge of the prince whatsoever. None whatsoever. It's just a momentary lapse of judgment, guys. So get over it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing going on. Just another suicide in prison. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. All right. White House confirms Trump is serious about buying Greenland. Well, why shouldn't he be? Why shouldn't he be serious about buying Greenland? I mean, surely you don't put out things like, you know, I, I, I might purchase, there's a big, there's a big juicy island, tremendous island. I, I hear it's called Greenland or something like that. I think there's a lot of green people living there. And, you know, it looks like it's very interesting. There's got a lot of natural resources. Uh, you know, the position of the island is great too. We don't really have any land on that side of Canada. So if we can just circle Canada and keep them locked in, that would be a tremendous idea. Because who knows what Justin Trudeau is capable of. So why wouldn't he be uh, very serious about buying um, Greenland? Greenland is not for sale. And the idea of selling it to the United States is absurd. Denmark's Prime Minister said on Sunday after an economic advisor to President Donald Trump confirmed the US interest in buying the world's largest island. The world's largest island? The world's largest island? Well, I must say, as an Australian, I find this deeply offensive. As an Australian living on the world's largest island, I find the claim to Greenland as the world's largest island most offensive. You would think this is an Australian newspaper. You would think that, that what, that's one thing that they couldn't fuck up. <laughs> this is the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Greenland, the world's largest island. Here, put that to print. Should we fact check this? No, no, it's fine. I'm sure everything's fine, Johnson. Just get it to the printer straight away. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Come on. You live on the world's largest island. How can you fuck that up? Come on, Herald. No wonder you're going broke. Greenland is not for sale. Greenland is not Danish. Greenland belongs to Greenland. 
I strongly hope that it's not meant seriously, Danish Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen told the newspaper Sermestiak. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Don't ask me. These Danish words are like fucking next level, man. During a visit to Greenland. Is it better if he's not serious? I'm not, I don't quite understand. Is it better if the President of the United States is joking about buying your country? (laughs) I certainly hope he's not serious about purchasing my island. That would be most offensive. It would be outrageous. Even though this is not the kind of behavior would associate with the President of the United States. Uh, Let's have a look at the little video here. He made his name and fortune in real estate on one of the world's most famous islands, New York. Manhattan. My name's Donald Trump and I'm... Manhattan Island. Just to you know, do a little bit of fact checking. So we got, we got Greenland wrong and now we don't say Manhattan Island. Oh, it's a, it's a fucking shit show over here. The largest real estate developer in New York. Now Donald Trump is eyeing off one of the world's largest islands, Greenland. The president <laughs> reportedly in discussions with advisors about purchasing the vast purchasing. landmass. It's bustling with natural resources and is strategically significant. Oh. But it's not for sale. No. Greenland's foreign minister tweeting, we're open for business, not for sale. Ah. Buy- Everybody's got their price though, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their price. Come on now. I mean, what's what's going on there in Greenland? Like, of all the places that you could do this interview, you decided to do it in front of a barn. <laughs> oh, Greenland is Greenland is definitely not for sale. How many zeros would it take on the back of that check to get them to reconsider? I wonder. I wonder. I anything, I guess, or, or this is what he think he can, but <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it. I'm sorry, but this island is not for sale. It's quite lovely, though, isn't it? Look at the rocks. They got rocks. They got water. They got grass. They got pretty painted houses. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a far cry from obviously, you know, the concrete jungle of Manhattan Island. But who's to say? I mean, it's the people. It's the country. It's a. Uh... It's a culture. It's It's been more than 150 years since President Andrew Johnson bought Alaska off Russia for just $7.2 million. 7.2 mil. Carol says Australia is an island continent. To be an island, you have to be smaller than a continent. No, no. (laughs) It is the world's largest island and the world's smallest continent. It is both things. It is paradoxical. Because that's how fucking awesome we are, Carol. And I won't hear another word about it. (laughs) New Mexico and Arizona were bought off Mexico, while a huge chunk of Central America was purchased back in 1803. The idea of buying... (laughs) Those silly Frenchmen. (laughs) I guess you can blame the French for uh, Donald Trump getting elected. You know, all those people in the middle would be speaking French now, not just the Creole types. But all of them, if they didn't sell the middle part of the United States to the English, the English bastards. And Greenland has been floated before, but rejected. It doesn't feel like he understands, like, the the reality. Uh, and We've even got SJWs in Greenland. Shocking, shocking development. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted this out and said, I won't, I definitely won't do this. <laughs> 
which I thought was tremendous. <laughs> he really doesn't give a fuck, does he, sometimes? I promise not to do this to Greenland. Always with the exclamation mark at the end, eh? Huh? I promise I won't do this. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Trump cancelled this. Then this came out. Trump cancels Denmark visit because Greenland isn't for sale. <laughs> you know, I'm really, really, I don't believe that for a second. There's probably some other reason. But, hey, why not? If you've got the spin there, why not use it? You know, you know, I'm very interested. Uh, what, what are you, prime minister or president, whatever the hell you are, Denmark, uh, prime minister of Denmark? You know, I noticed that you've got this island up here. It's not really doing much. Uh, I have some tremendous, uh, you know, I've, I've been involved in some of the greatest developments New York's ever seen. Some big, beautiful buildings, always on time and under budget. Uh, I would be very interested in speaking with you about some kind of development. Next, it's going to be coming out like, Donald Trump colluded with the Danish government to win the 2020 election. He had some kind of deal going on, under the, an underground, under-the-table deal for, for uh, Greenland. That's why he was colluding with the Danes, the Great Danes. Trump cancels Denmark visit because Greenland isn't for sale. You know what? If you're not going to sell me that stupid island, then I'm not going to come visit. How about that? <laughs> if you are prepared to put Greenland on the table, then I'm going to walk away from the deal. All right? Two days after he said buying Greenland wasn't a top priority, President Donald Trump canceled an upcoming trip to Denmark which uh, owns the mostly frozen island after its prime minister dismissed the idea. Hey, we got, everything's on the table. Everything's a potential deal. Come on now. Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen has called Trump's musing about buying the Danish territory an absurd discussion after the former real estate mogul turned president began to talk up the idea. Trump said Sunday he was interested in a deal for strategic purposes, but said a purchase was not his priority at the time. It is, no, it is not number one on the burner. I promise not to do this to Greenland, he joked. But on Tuesday, Trump abruptly cancelled the visit, also by tweet. Just a few hours earlier, the US ambassador to Denmark tweeted that it was ready for POTUS Donald Trump to visit using an acronym President of the United States along with Trump's Twitter handle. Trump wrote, Denmark is a very special country with incredible people, but based on Prime Minister Mede Frederiksen's comments that she would have no interest in discussing the purchase of Greenland, I will be postponing our meeting scheduled in two weeks for another time. <laughs> what did she say? Mr. Trump, we just heard from the Prime Minister of Denmark in relation to your comments about buying Greenland. Oh, yeah, what did she say? She said she's not interested and it's absurd and she hopes that you're not serious. Oh, yeah, will you tell that bitch that I ain't coming? <laughs> if you're not prepared to sell Denmark to the United States of America, then why the hell should I go there and shake your hand? You got to be prepared to walk away from a deal, folks. You gotta be prepared to walk away from the meeting. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't think that was true. He added, the Prime Minister was able to save a great deal of expense and effort for both the United States and ben Denmark by being so direct. I thank her for that and look forward to rescheduling sometime in the future. So thank you for being such an uppity bitch and not being prepared to discuss the prospect of buying Greenland. I'm not coming, but good job. <laughs> he does the compliment sandwich. So what exactly is Trump saying? I don't get it in the chat. Clearly clever. I think he's saying, uh, 
I'm interested in buying Greenland, but not really interested in buying Greenland. And if you're not interested in talking about my interest in buying Greenland, then I'm not coming to your country. So deal. I think <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. Um, I started looking up some Greenland real estate agents. Unfortunately, I don't speak Danish, though. So I had a very difficult time making some inquiries. <laughs> I can assume that mere means more. Um, but yeah, very lovely stuff here. There's a nice place. Looks very clean. How about this one here? How about a nice shack in, in Nook? Nook is the capital of Greenland, you'll be pleased to know. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> well, that's that's tremendous. That's a tremendous looking property there, isn't it? I love the uh, baby shit green as well. And I love I love the old washing machine on its side just out the front. <laughs> It's part of, the, part of the decor. It's like having a water feature in Greenland. You just throw your old washing machine or dishwasher over the balcony when it's done working, and you just leave it there, and it becomes an attraction. It adds value to the house. You could always sell it for scrap metal. It looks really... I, I've, I'm, I'm very interested in purchasing some property in Greenland. Why not? How bad can it be? How bad can it be? Uh, let's have a look. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. He wants to buy what? The Wall Street Journal reports President Trump has expressed interest in purchasing Greenland. Though well within the Western Hemisphere, this frozen, thinly settled land have been almost completely overlooked and forgotten by their North American neighbors, <laughs> only 600 miles to the south. Situated between the Arctic and the North Atlantic, Greenland is home to approximately 56,000 people, as well as the U.S. military's Thule Air Base. It also possesses considerable mineral reserves. Ah. It is not, however, for sale. What? The island nation, which is Looking part of good. the Kingdom of Denmark, released a statement saying, Greenland is not for sale. These residents of Greenland were not enthusiastic about Trump's interest in their island. It feels... What, did we ask the baby? <laughs> as if he's very patronizing. Um, it doesn't feel like he understands like the, the reality. And it's stupid. He could buy anything, I guess. Or, or this. It seems like all of the outlets have interviewed the same two or three people. Are these the only people living in Greenland? This is what he think he can, but you can't. <laughs> the idea is preposterous, but you know that these people were going home that night and then talking with their friends about it. And one friend was like, well, you know, if America does purchase Greenland, um, we're going to get a lot of Mexican food here. You know that? You realize that, don't you? Like we'll get some brand new roads. We might get an airport because people are going to want to come here. We can turn it into like a tourist attraction. You know, Hawaii, before uh, America owned it, was basically just a whole bunch of guys wearing, you know, grass skirts, climbing up trees to get coconuts. And now look at it. There's a whole bunch of uh, blonde-haired Californians that surf there. Uh, there's, a, there's an Asian man who drives around ranting about politics. I've seen him on Periscope. Never shuts up. So that's a tourist attraction. I think his name's Jim or James or something like that. I don't know. But he's there now. I mean, it could be a tremendous 
boon for the economy in Greenland. We shouldn't be writing this off. Shouldn't be writing it off. We should at least talk to the guy. See what he's got to say. You know, you know, you never close a window. You never close a door before you've had the opportunity to see what the other guy's prepared to sell, prepared to buy. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Social Security, EBT cards, or Walmart will get a nice gun culture happening. They already have a gun culture, incidentally. I found this video. Uh, good luck pronouncing it. Ito Itokotormit. Okay, we'll let the guy say it. Itokotormit. 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 Okay, we're close. I can see that. I can definitely see that on, you know, American uh, travel shows. Yo, guys, check it out, man. Gonna have the greatest holiday, bro. We're not gonna do any surfing, but we're definitely gonna shoot some seals in the face and then eat their blubber, man. It's gonna be fucking rad, man. We're going to Ito to Kormit. Have you heard of this fucking place, man? Ito to Kormit. Ito to Kormit. Yo! It's gonna be the new Ibiza, bro. Fuck Ibiza. Fuck Cancun. Fuck Cancun this year. In 2020, all of the American hot ladies are going to Ito to Kormit. <laughs> Nobody wears a bikini, but nobody cares. <laughs> Almost. You were really close. If someone has one day here and then you give them one meal, what is it going to be? In the winter, it will be either seal, polar bear, and the sun. Nice. A nice... Who doesn't want a nice polar bear chop on the grill? In the summer in Ito to Cormit. Mm, my mouth is watering just at the thought of it. The best part about eating polar bear is it has been naturally, um, like the oils from the fish that they eat seep through into the muscle, into the flesh of the polar bear, making it uh, extra nutrient and extra succulent and extra flavoursome. I mean, it would be muskox on all whales and walruses. We eat everything that lives here, except for humans. <laughs> no cannibals yet? No cannibals at all. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a fucking... It sounds like utopia to me. They literally eat everything there. They eat every animal that lives there. <laughs> except for humans. Phew. <laughs> How dare they eat narwhals? No, but they can get away with it, you see. See, because, like, indigenous populations can eat uh, animals that us Westerners would be, you know, lambasted for shooting and eating. They're allowed to do it. They're from the right part of, of the earth. They can get away with that kind of shit. So that's another positive. If Donald Trump was to purchase Greenland, uh, we could all, you know, we could all get together in Ito to Cormit and Ito some fucking polar bear. And wouldn't that be lovely? You dirty monster. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I would die a happy man if I could eat at least one of every single animal on Earth. Do you know what I mean? Just one. Like, I'm not going to wipe out the whole species or anything, but don't you want to taste what every single animal tastes like? Don't you want to eat every single animal just once? Like, just one. Just one. Just one prepared properly. If they're nice, maybe two. Maybe I'll go back for seconds if it's a little animal. If it's a tiny little animal that I can fit on a stick, then maybe I'll have two just to satisfy. 
But I mean, if I could eat just one of every animal on human on Earth, that would be you know sensational. I think. What a thing to put in your cap! I could die a happy man at that point. So I guess I'm going to have to go to Ida to Cormit to get myself some polar bear and walrus. Why not? <laughs> over 95% of Greenland's 57,000 residents live on the west coast. But if you cross over the second largest ice sheet on Earth, you'll come across a tiny little settlement on the rocky eastern shores with a population of 350. 350. Imagine a town of 350 people being bombarded with <laughs> American college student tourists and spring break every year. 5,000 people turn up to Ito to Corbett for spring break. Running around topless on the beach. Beach. Quote, unquote. Doing keg stands. <laughs> Uploading it to social media. Hey, where's the fucking Wi-Fi here in this place? Uh, we actually stuck two bits of wire into the head of a walrus. So that's how we get our signal here on our television. Welcome to the most isolated place in Greenland. Itokotomit. It's a place where there's only one grocery store, nice. one church, and one jail. That hasn't been used for six months, so that's a good thing. Very low crime. Very low crime in Itotokormit. The jail hasn't been used in six months. Hey, America, in, maybe Donald Trump needs to purchase Greenland so the Americans can learn something from Itotokormit. <laughs> How do you keep your crime rate so low? Well, everyone's very lazy after eating the whale blubber, you see. We've just got to sleep it off. <laughs> it's a place where bright-colored buildings look like life-size Monopoly homes and where Greenlandic Huskies roam the streets, not as domestic pets, but as sled dogs to transport goods. It almost feels like I found a hidden settlement on the moon. Like, almost. it's so remote here. Their closest neighbor is the world's largest and most isolated national park, which contains a 3,000-kilometer rugged coastline of icebergs and glaciers. Right now, Niels and I are standing on a helicopter pad, and he just told me that there is an airstrip over there, and every time a plane arrives, a helicopter has to come three times three times to pick up passengers and bring them over here because there's no other way to get here. <laughs> Only a few expedition ships arrive each year, wow. where tourists like myself get the unique opportunity to interact with this fascinating local community. <laughs> smile, for, smile for the foreign idiots. Smile for the foreign idiots. <laughs> no, no, it really does cost $5,000 a night to stay in one of our hotels. It's just, it's always the price here. It's always the price here. Yes, a, a, a can of Coca-Cola really does cost $200 American dollars. <laughs> Welcome to Ito to Corbett. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about living here? Uh, freedom. freedom. People, yeah. Freedom. Come on, they're practically American already. Sir, what's your favorite thing about living in Ito to Cormit? Well, I gotta tell you, it's the goddamn freedom. What? Oh. <laughs> if you ask ten Americans now, what's your best what's your favorite thing about living in the United States of America? I guarantee you not ten of them will say freedom. I reckon maybe two will say the freedom. The other ones will say, Well, I really love my EBT cards. I really love the movies and the video games, you know. I really love my college education. It should be free. Blah, 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 blah. Two out of ten. One out of one person in Ido de Cormet says the freedom is the best part about living in Greenland. So maybe they don't want to be ruled by America. Then. 
Because once America gets in there, the NSA, the CIA will be crawling all over the place. They'll start monitoring their social media accounts. They'll start getting their Facebook accounts banned because they're eating walrus on the beach in Edo to Cormit. Hey, we've all we've always hunted polar bears here. What are you doing? It's not cruel. It's how we live. These dis- these disgusting people are so cruel to their animals. <laughs> they need to be banned off Twitter immediately. It's very kind of nature. There is nothing else when you get out there. No houses, no towns, no noises, everything here. And you have to be quite self-reliant. Okay, okay, yeah. You know what? It's really not going to be a good fit for the United States. You have to be self-reliant. <laughs> so they love freedom and they have to be self-reliant. This isn't working out well. Maybe I was wrong to assume that a whole bunch of Californians would be heading there for holiday. It doesn't sound like their kind of place. The most exciting thing now to, about to happen is the, uh, muskox the muskox hunt. hunt. After six hours I spent in... I don't know what a muskox is, but I probably want to eat one. <laughs> This town, I saw nothing but giggly kids riding around. People driving ATVs up and down the dirt road and smiling at the camera. But as I ventured deeper and deeper... <laughs> when people always go to these very remote places and they're there for like a few hours and everybody's smiling, it's like, oh, he's another human being. We're not alone in the universe like we thought we were. But like the reality of life in places like this is probably a lot more uh, filled with hardship than these little videos tend to show, I suspect. We're into the society, I couldn't help but wonder, how do these people survive? There are no natural resources here. You can't grow fruits or vegetables. Basic goods like toothpaste are extremely expensive. So there you go. They've got a lot in common with the ice facilities, apparently. No toothpaste. <laughs> no toothpaste. Maybe that's where the illegal immigrants will get sent when Donald Trump purchases it. They'll send the illegal immigrants to Ito to Cormit. I mean, it it looks it kind of looks like cold Mexico, doesn't it? With just more water and more polar bears. And even though it's summertime now, the winters are often spent in minus 30 degrees Celsius. But then I found the answer. Our main two elements uh, for surviving this land is actually the water. The sea is where we do most of our fishing and hunting and the ice to commute on. They hunt seals, walruses and polar bears. Nice. So they love guns, they love freedom, they love hunting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the United States of Greenland. Woo! Don't worry about semi-automatic rifles. We use World War II-era bolt-action rifles to kill our food. <laughs> We're old school here in Ito to Cormit. And the great state. The great state of Greenland. The 51st state, ladies and gentlemen. Well done, Greenland. The United States will welcome you to their bosom. You love freedom, you love eating things, and you love shooting stuff. I mean, they're more American than at least 30 of the states in the United States. They're more American. Unethical to you, please remember that these people have been doing it here for thousands of years and it's the only way they can get food to survive. And back in the day, he used to catch uh, 10 polar bears. And he- <laughs> yeah, I know some people in the chat are like, this is awful, they're shooting polar bears. But yes, you see, like he said, this is the only way they can survive. So they should starve themselves to death to save the polar bears. <laughs> They should, they should do the honourable thing and starve to death in a hole somewhere so the polar bears can rule Ito to Cormit, unfettered. 
so the polar bears can march around Greenland. <laughs> the polar bears can start running to schools and the churches and move into the little Monopoly homes now that those pesky humans and their bolt-action rifles from World War II are out of the way. Yep. Wow. We use everything that we can. Ten, ten polar bears a year. Nothing gets left behind. Seals? I mean, you guys eat the blubber and... Yep. It's re it goes really good with the dried uh, char. Very tasty seal blubber. Mm -mm -mm. My mouth is watering. <laughs> a skull of a polar bear can be actually a really good wedding gift. There you go. <laughs> the skull of a polar bear could be a actually a very good wedding gift. I want to get married again. If I ever get married again, it's going to be an Ito to Cormit. Get yourself a nice polar bear skull. Here you go, darling. Hold it up. Hold it up so people can take a photo with it. <laughs> Instead of a wedding photo in the lounge room, you just have a polar bear skull on the wall next to your 303 whilst your your barefoot and pregnant wife cooks whale blubber over a hot stove. It just sounds like fucking heaven. Well done. The people, the United States of Greenland, they love guns, they love freedom, they love eating animals, they love shooting shit, they love driving around on, on four-wheelers. They are basically more American than at least half of the American population. So don't write it off. Treat it seriously. Treat it very seriously indeed. Um, I wanted to show you something. Since we're talking about alien cultures and things that are a little different, this story caught my attention. Inside the alien cat house, areas Area 51's weirdest attraction. And a very timely um, you know, product placement for this for this cat house, for this whorehouse, for this brothel. Because as we know, very soon there's going to be a whole bunch of people descending on Area 51 to apparently storm the military installation there and find the aliens. They need to find themselves some aliens. So I suspect the type of person who would wear a take me to your leader t-shirt and go on a cross-country trek to storm the military installation at Area 51 to learn the truth about aliens is probably the same type of squirrely individual who would be most interested in an alien-themed brothel <laughs> in the area of Area 51. I suspect that this is going to be a very big boom for this, for this little company, for this fledgling brothel in Nevada. So I thought, well, we better have a look at it and see what the young men, the freedom fighters, the truth seekers, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what kind of thrills and spills they're up for in the alien themed cat house. Let's have a look. Hi, welcome to alien cat house. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's an alien. Ah! Please, please probe me. Please probe my anus. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, honey. That's gonna cost you fifty dollars extra. If you want to get an anal probe, it's gonna cost you fifty dollars. Okay. Oh my god, it's it's hideous. <laughs> I'm Madam Sonia. I'm the madam on the menu here. And uh, right now we're standing in our parlor. We have a very friendly and open parlor. We very encourage friendly people to come and visit us here. And well, that's that's pretty much your whole business plan. People coming and, and paying a visit. We encourage we encourage people to come and visit us here. 
We have a very friendly, very friendly parlor. It glows! It glows in the dark! The greys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the greys are real. There are aliens in, in Area 51. They're working in a brothel. <laughs> and, uh, we have a full liquor bar. Uh, so come follow me. I'll show- we, we know you humans like to get drunk before you... We know we have studied human behavior for the longest, for hundreds of years. And we have noticed that humans do indeed like to intoxicate themselves before engaging in coitus. So we have, as you can see, we have supplied a large range of earth liquors for your enjoyment in order to get you moderately lubricated to the point where you will have sex with me. You see, it's a very romantic place. We've done our homework here at the Alien Brothel. Are you the rest of the brothel? Charles the rest theory. <laughs> wow. If that doesn't get you percolating in the nether regions, ladies and gentlemen, if, if that doesn't explode your supernova, then nothing will. Oh, my. Look at this. Look at this. I don't know about you, but... This makes me feel this makes me want to come in hot and burn up in your outer atmosphere. Oh yeah, I can do I can do bad bad puns all day. And any kind of kinky stuff that you want uh... <laughs> any kind of kinky stuff that you want <laughs> beyond beyond you mean beyond the alien theme that's going on. <laughs> you know, honey, you know sugar. Any kind of uh, kinky stuff that you want, well, we are more than happy to cater to you. To you, you know, we're gonna make your stay here at the Area Fifty One Hall House uh, otherworldly. You're gonna, you're gonna feel like you were shot into outer space, honey. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, from spankings to probings. They do probings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And look, she's so happy. She's so happy to announce, yes, we, yes, of course. Something we get asked very often here at the whorehouse is, do you do anal probings? Well, I am pleased to announce <laughs> that we will cater to you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bar. <laughs> I need to get myself a ticket to Nevada immediately. I need to wear my X-Files t-shirt and go to the alien whorehouse and get probed right now. <laughs> the truth is in here. In here. That's where the truth is. They're available right in this room. And this is Daddy D Sweet. This is our all-inclusive... Daddy D. <laughs> Sweet. Now, what all-inclusive means is we have these all-inclusive sex vacation packages. So sex we are vacation. a destination resort as well as a brothel. We have right. karaoke. We have uh, free Wi-Fi. We have all kinds of things for you to do. We have we have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> now, if the anal probing doesn't doesn't entice you to come here and visit us here at the Alien Whorehouse, then let me tell you something, sweetheart. The free Wi-Fi is almost worth the price of admission it's on its own. Not to mention the karaoke. So after you're done with your uh, anal probing, you can log on to free Wi-Fi and rate us on Facebook. 
Just head to our Facebook page and rate us to get 20% off your next anal probing next time you're in town. And then we can enjoy some karaoke at the bar together with the little green men. Oh, you've got to have karaoke at a whorehouse. Because what I want to hear, Kimmy in the chat's like, karaoke? Because <laughs> when I go to a brothel, um, I want to make sure that I don't only hear the sounds of uh, lonely men getting their rocks off in the room next door. I want to hear the sounds of lonely men post-anal probe singing I Will Survive. <laughs> because people come here and they stay because this is a sex vacation resort. So they come and stay for long periods of time. So we do have nonsense. It is, it is not a whorehouse, ladies and gentlemen. It is a sex vacation resort. <laughs> you know, you know. The word resort gets thrown around a lot these days. Sexual things for you to do uh, to help you recharge those phasers in between your parties. If it's wet, if it's messy, it's probably going to happen in the Atlantis Adventure. Oh my God! <laughs> it's awful! It's awful! Oh my God. The jiggling is otherworldly and hypnotic. Adventure room. This is where we have our new roux parties with our new roux gel, where we have human slip and slides. Really? This is also where we... They're really... Why is there a saxophone? <laughs> Why is there a saxophone? You know, all of the greatest uh, jazz musicians were from Mars. I think you'll find. All of the best jazz musicians in times gone by didn't come from planet Earth. I mean, you can't you can't tell me that Miles Davis was a regular human being. You know what I mean? I mean, that guy was otherworldly, surely. We have our foam parties. Uh, the foam comes, it can actually fill the entire room if you want it to. Uh, it make, it's awesome for group play. Uh, it makes for a heck of a game of Marco Polo. But this is where we have our bodies all wet, slick, soapy, Jesus. and sexy, right, rubbing we get up it, on we get you, it. Uh, good, clean, fun, getting dirty. To, to be honest, I've got to, I've got to say, to be honest, it seems like a regular shitty whorehouse in the middle of the desert with just an alien sticker on the wall at this point. That's That seems to be what's going on here. This doesn't seem like some market-breaking, miles-breaking, uh, you know, ground-breaking uh, new establishment here. That's actually a saxophone boogie. <laughs> Blowing on my saxophone. This doesn't seem to be any kind of new idea. It seems to be like just a shitty average brothel in the desert, and they've decided to stick a couple of alien pictures on the wall. And now they're and now calling themselves an extraterrestrial sex resort. <laughs> what the holy hell is this? <laughs> this is Area 51's brothel. Because as you know, there's going to be a lot of young and desperate people storming the gates at Area 51 in the coming months. So I thought we'd... Uh, We'd, we'd guide them on the road to pleasure and satisfaction. Because when you're in Area 51, you've got to see all of the attractions. All of the attractions. Get yourself an anal probing. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, well done. Uh, just one more quick one here. I thought it was fun. I've got to show you this video. The Senate's got to come to... Now, gun control has been... Uh, a hot topic in the United States for the last couple of weeks, as it always is after tragic events, innocent people getting shot and stuff. But I want you to watch this 
And sometimes, you know, if you're going to get your message across, optics is important. Optics is important. And politicians employ people to set up stages and make sure that the cameras are in the right place and stuff. So while this obviously very short woman is trying to make a very serious point, I want you to try and not laugh at the sight of, you know, 20 microphones covering her face. (laughs) As though she were at some sound technician bukkake party or something. (laughs) You know... Some t- somebody should have got her a booster to stand on. Look at this. The Senate's got to come to the table. They've got to act. We've got to start to do something so our kids can start school and not look at me and say, are we safe? Uh, I'm sorry. Shouldn't you be in school? <laughs> I'm sorry, little girl. Uh, the podium is reserved for adults. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. It's you. It's you, Senator. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I mistook you for a child small child up here who let that kid up on the stage (laughs) why do people hate me (laughs) one more time if you're listening to the podcast you're seeing a very short woman you can really only see the top of her head as she speaks into a microphone the senate's got to come to the table they've got to act we've got to start to do something so the senate's got to come to the table and i should be standing on a table because right now this is embarrassing. This looks awful. <laughs> and this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a very serious discussion. We're supposed to this is a very serious press conference. Who is saying that? Who is saying those things? Where is that voice coming from? Oh, it's you, Senator. Well, hello there. Hello. Hello. Oh, there you are. There you are, Senator. <laughs> what are you doing all the way down there? When the microphones are all the way up there. (laughs) Just stupid stuff. So I saw that the other day and I just thought, I have to share it with you. She's at the kids' table. Rep Debbie Dingle. Debbie Dingle. It even sounds like a little kid's name. Debbie Dingle made a big speech. Debbie Dingle won top prize. Debbie Dingle needs to learn how to adjust a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen... That brings us to the end of tonight's program. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us on our trip to Greenland. I'll be back tomorrow night at 11 p.m. with more Daily Boogie. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me to step away from the microphone and perhaps give me an anal probing in Nevada, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS and at ChrisMC44. Until tomorrow night at 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. on uh, Twitch, on DLive and on YouTube for filling out the chat screen. You picked up the Slack. Periscope was Slack and you picked it up. So thanks guys. Thanks for joining in. (laughs) And boo to you Periscope. Hopefully we get that fixed up for tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks everyone. See you tomorrow at 11pm.